Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. Hey everybody, it's Joey Dardano. What's that mean if you hear my voice? Well, it means it's help from a hypocrite time, baby. It's that time of the week. Put your over-ear headphones on, surround sound, noise canceling, and let's get to it. Let me look at the computer right here, see what we got. Oh, just a good-ass episode for you with my boy Opie. Uh, I want to get right down to it, but let me just say I met Opie recently. Uh, not not recently because it's been four goddamn months of quarantine. But, um, you know, recent in relation to when I recorded the episode with him. Uh, he's a cool-ass guy. Uh, he was living in New York. He was writing for a show. And... Uh, and he said he wanted to see some theater, man. We went to go see some theater together with his buddy uh, in town from L.A. We've hung out a couple of times, shared stories. Just an overall cool-ass guy. I'm glad I met him. I'm, I'm happy to call him a friend. And we have a really good time in this episode. We're talking, we're laughing, we're chuckling, we're sharing, we're sharing a good time. And what the hell else do you want with a buddy? Uh, I want to get right down to it. Uh, have a great friggin' time, everybody, listening to me with my buddy, Opie. Gentlemen, welcome to Help from a Hypocrite with Joey Dardano. Bop, bop, brrrrap. Are you okay? No. <laughs> Do you I got to hit people with manic you, energy you, off the you, top. You need more than more like help from a person with Tourette's. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> they want to send me to a therapist. They want to send me to a doctor. They're like, no, you got You need help from someone yeah. worse than you. Sounds like you're going to like bust a freestyle. Like, bop, bop, brrrrap, bop. Hey, you're, like, but hey you're, ha- welcome to Help like, from but, a Hypocrite. But you're yeah. like a scat no. rapper for some <laughs> I, I never actually rhyme. <laughs> you I actually just, I rhyme sounds. Bop, 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 bop. Skip it, bop, 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 bop. I kill you. <laughs> no, I go to the tip, tip, top. Okay, God, I'm. This guy's in the Sugar Hill Gang. Over I don't here. like the me that I portray on, <laughs> on people's mediums. I really hate it. I really don't. That being said, fucking welcome to my guest of the week, Opie. What's up? What's up? What's up? I, I'm sorry. I'm not matching your energy right now. <laughs> I'm very I, like, um, yeah, what's up? Yo, I, uh, I'm very uh, low key right now. Dude, I I, uh, I was on the train for a long fucking time earlier, and yeah. I have ADHD. Once my once I get to fucking move around a little bit, I'm wearing new selvage denim jeans. Yeah, I saw that. I feel sexy. Yo, bro. That's raw boys denim. over here. Yeah, selvage. What, 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 uh, what brand? Unique low. Ah, it's still good. It's good, but it's not like the... Nah, good. but you still doing it. You still out here. It's going. You going. Your your fades is going to look good. Your knee yeah. fades is going to look good. Your honeycomb is going to look good. Your whiskers will look fine. Bro, I needed selvage. That's going to stretch. It's going to stretch. Every other self. I almost bought. I'm not a. I'm not a supreme head, but I. Yeah. I stopped in and they actually had a pair of selvage denim in my uh, size. Don't don't buy that shit. That's all. That's the hype. You if you want to get like real selvage, like on like next your next purchase, me and you, we're gonna go to blue and green. And Ooh. that's in Soho. We're gonna spend a lot it was of like money. Four hundred for a pair, right? Yeah, I bought two like two weeks ago because I was so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, did you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> your boys out here spending racks because of because yeah. he's sad. <laughs> yeah, I said that not to be like my boy's rich. It's no, he has no money because he spends <laughs> it on too many jeans. 
Yeah, basically. God damn. Yeah, I'm investing in denim. Not as good as gold. You know, yeah. I've you'd be surprised to... how low the value goes <laughs> yeah. once you walk out of the store. I've been trying to get us to change from to back from the gold standard to the denim standard, <laughs> but the economy just ain't ready for it. I guess they're I not. Know. I don't know, man. I'm all about quality. Quality. Yeah. I used to be about having a bunch of different colors and styles yeah. of pants. I just want four good pants that are comfy that I can wear. I, I can attest to that mind state because back in the day, my whole closet was just T-shirts that I bought from Foot Locker. Because you could yes. go to Foot Locker, you could buy uh, five shirts like for twenty dollars, yeah. for twenty twenty five dollars, and you would just buy a white one, a black one. Well, if you were balling, like my one of some of my homies were, they would buy five white ones, five mm, black ones, yeah. and then the last pair they would buy an assortment of different colors. So then you could just have a black shirt and then wear like a blue one underneath or wear like Word. a black one and a, a green one and like just do different colors. And you had a whole different outfit every yeah. like, week. You were good for the for the fucking month. Yeah. For the month. And I was so jealous of those because I could only afford the white and black ones. Yeah. I mean, that's a look. You know what? The 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 very white equivalent of that is the polo shirts where they put like oh, two like and pop the collar. Yeah, like the Lacoste and the T yeah. joints. Yeah, yeah. That is that look, first of all, costs two hundred dollars. It's two hundred dollars for t- those T shirts, yeah. And it's hot and uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm gonna I tried it once. You tried okay, it. Okay, in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I once put a, a short sleeve polo underneath a long sleeve rugby. Yeah, and the collars did not match. I just felt like all those people. I, I would see people do that and just be like, "But you don't own a boat. <laughs> what you doing?" Like, like and then they try to wear that like with Jordans. Yeah. Like, you have to wear Sperry's. Yeah, you gotta wear Sperry. Like it's also like you, 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 you're on the bus with me. <laughs> you're poor. What were you? What Come were, on. What were you push? Like get your yo. Take that off. Here's this green T-shirt. Here's this white T-shirt. Put that back on. This Put is who that you back really on. are. You're wearing water clothes. You're on public transit. Exactly. My guy. Yeah. Right before we started recording, you were just about to tell me about your most recent bomb. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when was the last. Oh, I remember. I was on this show in L.A. It's called The uh, the Business. It's run by a really great comedian, Chris Garcia. And it's a good show. And yeah. I, I went up with way too much swag. Word. Like I was on a run, I had just gotten hired on a show, so I was like, "Man, com- You're feeling hot? Comedy's my bitch, and yeah. and comedy was just like, nah, you the bitch." Because <laughs> what happened was, it's like in this dope back room of this bar, and like the audience is in front of you, but there's also seats behind you in case someone wants to sit behind you. And in case someone wants to sit behind you, yeah, like it, not for late people, like they choose that seat. Yeah, and you could choose that seat, or it's also like a place you could just sit to sit. Yeah, you know. So no one was sitting behind me while I was on stage, and like the show was going well. Every comic was doing well. Yeah, and I was like, okay, now I'm about to go up. I'm about to do my thing. So I go up, and no one's sitting behind me, and I was like, oh, no one wanted to do this. No one wanted yeah. to sit behind me. It would have been cool. It would have looked like I was in a Reebok commercial. And crickets, just absolute crickets. Oh They're like, nah. I'm like, oh, y'all didn't see those Reebok commercials when like there'd be Alan. Oh, Anderson. then you start describing I, I, what I, they I, don't know. I I <laughs> described it to these fucking Echo Park hipsters. I was like, y'all don't remember those when like Jada Kiss would be freestyling and AI, people would be sitting behind him and then oh AI would be dribbling God. for some reason, and then they just stared at me like, yo. And then I just. I fucking you just start explaining who Jadakiss is. Afterwards. Well, I was I I so I, I was like Jadakiss, y'all know who is? He did why? <laughs> y'all know why? Anthony Hamilton? 
you know Anthony Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton. He, and then you just keep, you it, keep it, it, it kind of was like that and I was like I I know all this stuff because I have this bit about hip hop because I'm a huge friend of hip hop big yeah. fan and I try to go into the bit even nothing and at a certain point I got mad I was like but these jokes work fuck y'all this is like decent material isn't that, that, I've that seen shit work. when you're on a show and you're like these jokes always kill yeah what happened what happened I I think I went up with t- my my friend even said like yeah you came up really swaggy. And I think the audience God, did damn. not like how swaggy you were with, with like my hair I feel you. and like me, like I was wearing these like loud ass shoes and like Supreme, the Supreme um, uh, sweatshirt. So I came up there like expecting to dominate and they were like, we're not going to let you. No. <laughs> but then I, I, I got doubled. I, I did like my bluest material that like I usually close on. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I started doing like, um, what material did I close on? I, I, I was going to do like this very absurdist joke. I just had the weirdest set ever. And the thing that sucked was like a week earlier, Chris booked me on the show because he saw me like have a really good set yeah. at another place. And he even said, he's like, all right, I saw this guy a couple weeks ago. He's amazing. I, I think he's one of the, the, the a good comic that's coming up. I really want you yeah. to see him. And then I just d- just shit the bed. <laughs> so God like I, damn. and then the comic after me murdered. So I was like, yeah, it was, it it's was, you. it was me. It was me. So I will say that an introduction calling you hilarious is not the right move though. Yes. My, I hate credits. I don't like people going, I don't like going up with credits. I just like, if anything, just be like, say I'm your friend. Yeah. Don't ever say I'm- Or even just friend of the show. Friend of the show. Fucking... Don't ever say my, who I wrote, what I wrote for or anything like that. I know yeah. some people get like, some like the, like I was, t- one of the people I wrote for, she was like, I want you to say my show because I want people to know that I like, yeah. like I, I'm co-signing you. And I'm like, yeah, but- then I have to I have I have an expectation and I just want to fuck yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to be 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 loose up there. Um, so are you usually tight in your? Sh- I mean, when I saw you, you you do you did crowd work at the top. Yeah, yeah. I it depends on what I'm working on. Like yesterday, yeah. I, I was like super loose. I didn't care what hit or not. I yeah. guess I cared, but I was like more listening for. I was building a, a bit when I, I'm very loose when I build a bit until I find a true angle. Yeah. And then once I find the true angle, I'm like, all right, now it's time to go to work and like do, yeah. do the serious, heavy joke writing lifting. That yeah. I, and then I, I go from there. I feel you on that. Yeah. But that was the last time I bombed. Uh, it was so bad. It was, and then my friend who was also on the show, like a bunch of people were coming up to him and be like, you were so funny. And they just wouldn't say anything to me. And I was like, hey, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, okay. I get it. Dude. I ate shit. Fuck I you, have but you're right. the most recent bomb that was like actually like I'm trying my best up here. Was I did uh, that's such a funny thing to say on on stage. <laughs> I'm trying my I'm best trying, up here. Yo, I'm trying my best. <laughs> that I, I said something similar to that where I I came up and they threw me up. First of all, here's how the show started. It was supposed to start at eight, mm-hmm. and at eight o'clock they went. No, at eight o five they went up. Audience was applauding. They were excited and they said, "Hey, thank you all for being here. We're gonna start in ten minutes." And the music went back up, uh-huh. and they didn't start immediately. And Yodoye and I were on the same. We looked at each other like, "Oh no, they fucked it. They fucked it up. They fucked." So then they went up and they yeah. and they and they did the um, uh, they did their opening thing. They like like they were they had to like really warm them up because now they were so cold. Yeah. And then I was up first, oh, and like no. they went up for ten minutes, weren't getting big laughs, and they just needed it to move forward. Yeah. And so I basically had to open the show. Yeah. And that's the worst. I. <laughs> The worst thing that happened. So first of all, I do some crowd work based on what they said. They did not fuck with me. And then I was like, you know what the worst part is about comedy? You need to feel funny. I don't feel <laughs> fu- I feel stupid. 
and I got them back on that, and I was yeah. like, okay, dope, and immediately went back into material, and then they could tell it was written and fucking didn't yeah. want it, and then I actually said, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, later on, I have this bit. Where I fucking I like I actually started doing musical comedy recently. Yeah, and so noticed, now I was I, there. I, I saw it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey was freestyling. Yeah. And at one point he goes to the crowd, everybody with me. No one joined. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody what to say yet. <laughs> he was freestyling. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was after him. I was like, yo, that's the first freestyle I've ever said seen any the rapper go, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what? We don't know where this is going. <laughs> I just want everyone to come up with something yeah. at the same time. A cacophony of sound. Yeah. <laughs> but I brought these people up. I say, I say, oh, I forgot my loop machine. I usually make like uh, a song up with loops. You guys know what that is? They say yes. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm very committed to the bit, so I'm going to use people. I need four people to come up oh, here. That's so funny. And I was stupid for doing that bit there because then they all, the people I brought up, were too excited to actually oh, no. like brighten up the show, overrode the bit. They weren't doing what I said. And at one point I said, thank you. And I got <laughs> off. And after the show, Mamadou came up to me yeah. and said, hey, man, we know you're funny. <laughs> and that's what matters. <laughs> and I know he meant it as a very supportive, nice thing. Yeah. But it burned me to the core. Yeah. Lately, I don't care if, like... I, I, I'm at a point now I don't care if other comics think I'm funny. I, yeah. I have the respect of the people I care about. I do better when I don't care. When I don't care. I, when I'm like, yeah, these people. I mean, there are some people I'm like, ah, oh, these are persons in the room. I should probably like at least leave with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like lately, the, like the only time I care is the crowd, the mm -hmm. real audience. That's like what's been getting, like before it was the flip. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to like explore and like get better as a performer and as a stand up. But also can't you tell when a comedian's performing for the comics? Yes. Doesn't that piss you off actually? Because the does. audience isn't having a good time but the comics are in the back. Yeah. But I'm like, but they they're not gonna come back next week now. Yeah. yeah. Now they're just at a party they weren't invited to. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do appreciate when a comic can burn the room down in a very like this is this is art kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But the other times I'm just like, ah, but you're you're not this isn't even art. You're just you're just you're you're doing hacky comedy things yes. to make the other comics like you, and that's, I mean, if that's your end game, congrats. But I don't, I'm yeah. not, that's not why I signed up. No, 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 no. No one, no one started comedy to impress another comedian. Yeah, you started it because you wanted to make people. I mean, at least that's what I would assume. You started it because you wanted to make people laugh in a very unique way. Yeah, and you know. That being said, I will say I started out <laughs> with the goal of just the. I mean, I mean, I was an actor first. I yeah. still am. Like that's my. I fucking went to college for it. Yeah, but. I'm doing comedy now. That's what I do. I focus yeah. on it. And so it's kind of in the beginning, comedy was uh, an, a means to an end. Yeah, yeah. Instead of me actually like working on the craft. Yeah. I met David Cross two years ago. Oh, David Cross, yeah. And he actually, so Marianne Ways was producing his shows called Shooting the Shit and Seeing What Sticks. Yeah. Which is I, where he developed his I hour. did that show recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it. You I, I came, told, I he told you the story, right? He just did it again. Yeah, yeah. he threw you up and then he... Yeah, 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 we don't have to say this on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. cut it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> but that kind of and, that I, kinda... and this shows you how much of a nice guy I am. I'm totally in the right to say this thing about him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I I met him one time. Like I just went up like as a fan. I was just yeah. like, hey man, glad I got. I love watching uh, people who I look up to like develop their shit. I yeah, love it. He's funny. Yeah. yeah. And he develops his material not by writing but like by crowd work. Yes. Like he'll go up by, with, with with that idea and whatever. And I told him that I love it. What's the difference between that and sketch writing? And we talked for a while. And I actually still had tickets to a second show to bring my girlfriend. Yeah. 
uh, because the first ticket, I like, she just couldn't go that night, but I still had it, and you can't resell those, so I just went. And I went up to him the second time just to say, like, hey, like, told you I'd be back a second time. Like, what's good? And he was like, do you want to do my next one? Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. And I was still at a point where if you give me five minutes, instead of being loose with it, I'm trying to do, like, Your late night the set. tightest, tightest yeah. five. And it, first of all, my sets aren't political at all. Yeah. And the audience is a Brooklyn political <laughs> fucking, like, they love that smart, smarmy kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily what it is, but I could tell that like in the room they were going for that like smart aleck kind of material. Yeah. Um, and I just went up there with like my first joke had to do about my height, like one of those I I know I look like this. Yeah. Kind of things, and then I never got them back, and then I. By yeah. the way, I those jokes people give them shit, but you need those. You need to. Dude. You need those because the audience needs to know that you know what you look like. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, by the way, I wore a suit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. No. I wore a suit. <laughs> you look but, like. But very Italian. No shirt and tie. Crew neck sweater with the gold chain out. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I started with the gold chain in, but in one of my jokes, I like jump up and down and it came out. And I saw photos and I was like, oh, they shouldn't like me from uh. the jump. <laughs> I, and I, I mean, it was, I bombed in front of someone I really care about. Yeah, yeah, and right before the show, I had met Marianne for the first time because she yeah. was like, "I didn't book you. How did you get on the show?" Yeah, and I was like, "David put me on," and she was like, "Oh wow, that's like really cool. He doesn't talk to anybody really after the show." So she was like, yeah. happy I was on." And then I asked, "Hey, I'm hoping to get like feedback after my oh, set." No. This is this how many is, how many months were you into this? How many years or months? Well, I'm ashamed to say I was in it for a couple of years. Oh, no. What are you doing? But this is like, I was doing it for a couple of years, but like so on and off. And mm. this was the beginning of me doing it every day. For real. Miking it, doing shows. So, so like in reality. you comedy. You weren't really hitting it hard. Yeah, yeah. But nah, this but right. this was like, this was maybe like so you, fourth, fifth month into me like every day. Because I was a senior still. So yeah. I was like, I was, if I didn't have class or I didn't have a show. You would hit a mic. I was at a show. mic and working. Yeah. So I still thought, I came from a theater perspective, which is directors, if you ask them for feedback, they're jacking off. Yeah. They love that. She was like, I don't like doing that. And I said, <laughs> I'm so sorry for asking. <laughs> and I just like, I full on embarrassed myself and thought like, it was like one of those things where I was like, I think I ruined my chances at making it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure like you'll be back. You'll, oh yeah. You'll do it again. Yeah. And I'm, fr- and I'm friends with her now. Yeah. I haven't seen David since, but I- I'm friends with her now. Yeah. I-, I could tell in her eyes, she remembers what happened though. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That yeah, I mean, I feel like I never I've never asked anyone for feedback. At least none of at least in my outside of like my circle of friends. Yeah. Who, who like who you like, hey, you what do you think of this bit? What do you yeah, think yeah, of yeah. that? But I, I could I couldn't imagine going up to like an independent producer and being like, Hey, what'd you have? I fucked up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're an idiot. I fucked up. <laughs> okay, now that we talked about our failings, man, mm-hmm. I wanna get into your story. My story, yeah. Um, Everybody comes through with a story where they learn something. Yeah, um, and they don't apply it to their day to day life. So, um, I ran track in high school, um, and I wasn't that. I sucked when I in my my uh, uh, freshman year. I was horrible at it. Word. I ran everything from I ran tried to be the hundred meter sprint. Terrible at that. Uh, my my wrist and I I still have very dainty wrist. Um, but they look nice. They, they look nice now, but like before, like I've always had these hands, 
But it's <laughs> <laughs> just a funny sentence. Though. I have. I've always had these big ass hands. Like I these used to fucking hands. I was like five one when, in like ninth grade. With those big motherfuckers, I could palm a basketball, but I couldn't even touch net. Wow. Yeah. So like, but I had my wrists were even smaller, so I had these like man hands, but with really small wrists. So I, but I, so I couldn't like stand up on the blocks. I would always fall start out of it because I didn't. Oh my god. I didn't have that kind of strength. Yeah. And, um. I got bigger sophomore year. I went from five one to five two. <laughs> I got. I did <laughs> not a big jump, baby. I did not hit five. I went from five eight to five eleven in college. Really? I, I was the one kid who grew in college. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of anybody actually yeah. doing that. Yeah, puberty like started late for me, and then like just like it was like a like slowly like yeah. a slow thing. So I was. I hope I'm not done. <laughs> I hope I, know, I man. fucking. Hey man, you know you measure it every day. I do. I got a little thing by my door. <laughs> it's just it's just the same part of the door, but etched in like more and more. It's just like a like a hole. Like you can even you put a, a new key in it yeah, to the point where I like just to get to slide through the door frame. <laughs> um, so you know, um, the sophomore year comes around. We get a new track coach, and her name is Coach Rita. Uh, she is amazing. She's the greatest. Per- She's probably one of the biggest influences in my life as far as just like motivation and like hard work and like at first I was I hated this idea because like I, I I used track as a way as like an easy thing for college and yeah you know, I was like oh this, I'll put this on my resume I, I didn't want to try yeah for track but her workouts were crazy like she is like the hoodest because I went to a very white school in high school I went from yeah. like a predominantly black school to a white school where at again where'd you grow up I grew up in Maryland DC uh, PG County specifically yeah, yeah. which is very black and then my parents took made me go to a, a white school in Howard County, which is very white. Yeah, I'd always heard that. I, I I went to D.C. to do a show once, and then my cousin lives like a fifteen minute drive outside of the in Silver Spring or something. Mall is I don't. I wish I remember fifteen the minute names drive. Of, oh, fifteen minute drive in the city, city proper. Yeah. Okay. But it was like we left the mall. My little brother and I were with each other, and we used like the lime scooters or whatever the uh-huh. fuck to get to her. Yeah. And like. You pass like one block, and then it's just like a completely different yeah, world. Yeah, DC has changed a lot. Um, how how long ago was that? A year and a half. Okay, uh, you probably were. It sounds like you were in northeast, and then yeah. you probably limed somewhere somehow to southeast. Because southeast is just now getting better, from what I've heard. Word. But southeast, I wish, is like, I wish I could tell you you're right or not. I southeast don't is like shitty. About. <laughs> yeah, or was shitty. It's it's weird. It's I, it's weird for me to say that because I didn't like grow up in that area and like I I dated a girl from Southeast, um and like I like we kind of broke up because I was like it's too sketchy to be out here. Like it's yeah. just it's too much risk to be out here trying to get at get at this girl. But um, <laughs> uh, so I'm you know not really taking track seriously, but she would bust your ass, man. Like she started like. You, like putting me through these crazy workouts where like I would like run up these hills that the same the same hills that horses would train for the Kentucky Derby. So I'd be like running and there'd be a horse the right next fuck? to me. Yeah, she was intense. She'd put a tire around your your waist, make you run around the track, and then take the tire off and you'd run without it. Then put the tire back on, and run with like run with it. She would um and then I started like noticing like I got way better in my sophomore year. Like I was like. Not winning races, but I was competing. Yeah, and like like for somebody who was like my stature and like my physical frame, it didn't really like it was just like all this hard work was actually showing and paying off. Like my times dropped really fast. Yeah, 
And she was also like very intense. She would like, like this is how she'd motivate you before, right? She'd be like, you better run. She would come up to you and she's like this old black lady with like braces in her mouth. And she'd come up to you and she also used to carry a blade underneath her tongue. She's crazy. What? Yeah, yeah, she was like crazy. Blood. Hey man, didn't she ever cut her tongue? No, she's like she's one of those people that knows how to like keep a blade underneath her tongue in case anything ever goes down, so she can always carry it out, spit it out, and then slice somebody or something. How big? How big is the blade? Not that I big. Have, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. How are you gonna cut some? I don't know how she did it. That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't me. make sense. To, like we to this day, I'm like, I I've seen other people who know how to do it, and. I don't know how they do it without cutting themselves. I just love the idea of her like talking and like in the middle of so anyway, ow, and then you ow. <laughs> but like, you would like sometimes you would see it, you'd be like, huh, whoa, and, like you would just right. see it underneath. Like she'd be like, like so this is how she would like she would like hype you up by either yelling at you or telling you something very repugnant in a very low tone. So like whoa. one time before a big race, she came up to me and she saw I was nervous. She goes, "You nervous?" And I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "Good, use that energy." I want you to run like your mom's about to get raped. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who's raping my mom? <laughs> Am I running? Me, you don't fucking Am I the one running? <laughs> and like, so like, that's like- She starts threatening your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what she's like, if you don't run hard, I'm gonna kill, like stuff like that. And, but like, you would be so motivated and you would want to do it for her. Like, cause she, she's putting a lot of work yeah. and effort in for you. I'm so, glad you found the right language because, in honesty, you're doing it for yourself for safety reasons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing this for myself and my mom, I think, <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> so, like, um, mom locked it. You text your mom, locked the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she would like, uh, during the summer, she would send me workouts. Sometimes I would do them, sometimes I wouldn't. And then I started like getting way better. I got a yeah. spurt. I went from 5'1 to 5'7. And then I just started getting faster. And then we switched my events. And she gave me morning workouts and like regiments and like like the proper like rope training and stuff like that and like your boy started getting a little swole on, hey. on like for like a, for a five seven one hundred thirty pound person I was like getting yeah. the abs and like you just muscles. finally fit these fucking hands my hands started to make sense you know <laughs> never drop the baton you know why yeah because <laughs> of these hands um and then you know senior year I I was good enough to become captain of the team. And, yeah, and then I made states, and then I and then I made junior Olympics, and I just showed me that like, oh, if you really stick to something, like it can actually work out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like everything else before that, I quit, but I stuck to track, and then I quit when I dropped the weight on my toe, and I was like, all right, I'm done. I like weed. Word. <laughs> I like smoking weed. So that's the purest as day example of you immediately forgetting what you learned. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Cause like my my next coach sucked. Like he just didn't understand the way the what how to motivate me. And yeah. Like I had a stress fracture as well on my right foot, so like that kind of like sidelined me. So I wasn't like running the way I would like to run. Is a stress fracture just like when you keep hitting the same spot over it, and over? Kind of. It's like you have like a little like like chip in your bone almost. Oh, Jesus. So Christ. you gotta like kind of like let it just heal. So, um, I just kept running on it. And that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah, it wasn't the smartest. That's bad move. for that. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, you're a doctor. <laughs> That's bad for that. I used to say in high school and like early college, like my like if anyone needed help, I'd be like, my parents are doctors, and then they'd be like, how do I treat this cut? And I'm like, let me call my mom. <laughs> like, I don't know anything. Are your parents bro. really doctors? They really are. Oh, yeah. okay. I my mom's uh, my mom's an internal physician, and my dad does surgery. Oh shit! My um my mom's a nurse practitioner. 
Wow. Yeah, so she'll like she'll be telling me all the things I need to take and stuff like that. Yeah, like but that. my mom, as she's gotten older, has just started being like, "You need to sleep more," and I'm like, "That's not. Give me something else. Give me something else." I started going. Uh, I'll tell you this off off camera, but like, I, there's this like uh, place I go to that helps me with like my sleep in L.A. So since I've been here, I've got no sleep. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna need that information. Yeah, later. yeah, you definitely. It's like perfect. Um, so yeah, that was my uh, lesson I learned through Coach Rita was to. Uh, have a regiment, stick to it, yeah. trust the process, and the results will happen. And now I don't really do that anymore. <laughs> Damn. But it's like once you you have to like once you lose that momentum, you just have to remember how it was and gain that momentum yeah. again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sometimes I do feel like I'm gaining that momentum. Like when I have like a bit or an idea, I and I'm like working it out and like I I I will write the mantras that like I stick to for my comedy that like usually yeah. keeps it like what the way I like it. Uh, I like to be silly on stage but with a point if I can get to it. Yeah. Um, or if if I don't get to the point I'm like that's fine, but like I'm usually I try to be more silly. Yeah. And uh there's a lot of times I feel like right now specifically I'm like in Oh, dude, we're ha- this place is haunted. I fucked it up. What if it's Coach Rita? Hey, man. Maybe she's not dead. I don't it know. It was straight that. up my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked it. Uh, you kicked it. I fucked up. I fuck. We have to restart the whole podcast. <laughs> I fucking actually make us redo it. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, like now I'm so, like, people ask me, people think I get a lot done, but like, it takes me so much effort and brain power just to, like, get the most basic things done if specifically when it's my personal project yeah like, I, I can work for anybody like yeah if you tell me hey i need you to write these kind of jokes i'm like i got it I well can do that, that for because you. you have guidelines because i have guidelines but if it's like yo opie you yourself you have these thoughts how do you make them funny i'm like i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> like i have to figure it I out i gotta figure that out and i gotta go on like stage and just bomb and just that exact thing is recently i found I was just saying this. I, I every single set that I have, like I'm doing a couple of shows now that I didn't think I'd be able to do last year. Or just like they're like I'm in front of people who are like I respect it or whatever. Yeah. Like I don't want to bomb. Yeah. I treat every show like it's make or break just because there's another person in the room to yeah. impress, and you do the next one and you move up that way. That's and how I so, felt in L.A. when I first started. It was just like. You never know who's in the audience. Yeah. And you got to, like, kill every show you're on. But it's yeah. really hard to work on material there. I mean, some shows, you know, you're like, ah. Or even yeah. open mics. Like, there's certain open mics in L.A. When I when I first got there that, like, this is the open mic you try to kill at because it's a good room. 
and it, and like sometimes people who have shows are there. People who have shows shit. are there. Sometimes the industry comes to this mic, and it's like what? Yeah, which uh, one is it? Like the comedy store one or something? No, it's the uh, is that one fire? The one that you have to wait for like a long like a west uh, the comedy store uh, yeah. potluck? Yeah, that's good. If you can get on potluck, depending on when you get up, like okay. if you get up towards like past number ten, that's great. If you're oh, like really? if you're like the first two, you're probably gonna eat shit. Like I've done Word. potluck when one time. I went up second because they didn't know who I was. They thought they just put me up because my name's Opie, and they're like, "Oh, this is gonna be funny." Because yeah, they like yeah. the, the guys, the door guys, and I know a lot of them, and they'll they'll tell you the truth. Like they like to put up weird people up top just to see yeah. the show, and then as real people start to file in, an audience starts to file in, they put up. Um, they're filing in for the show after for the show right? afterwards because potluck the whole night's amazing. Like people, like you'll see like regulars, store regulars who will sh- drop in. You'll see people like Chris Rock will drop in sometimes at just to the, to, op- to the fucking open mic. Yeah. To the fucking open mic, it's fucking what? cool. Yeah, like the store is such is such a beautiful club. Yeah, I feel like I fucked up last time I visited. I waited outside to do the Laugh Factory one. Uh, Laugh Factory one's okay. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. the thing about it is like y- you can probably get past there, but it takes so long to do. Yeah, if you're visiting, it's not worth it. It wasn't worth it. Uh, the one that is worth it if you're gonna do an open mic in LA is I don't know if this is the case anymore because I haven't done it in almost two years. Yeah, but it was uh, West Side Comedy Theater. In, in Santa Monica on Tuesdays And it's really good I went there to see the JFL auditions when I was there Yeah, they do a lot of JFL auditions there Yeah And uh, the open mic sometimes like Industry would just be there hanging out That's dope That's the thing about LA is like You can have a great set And then you'll get like a manager and agent tomorrow I feel like the person who has the show like that in New York is Petey I was just saying really? Petey, like his Tuesday night shows are like the hang Yeah, that's a great show It's a yeah, great show a But show. also it's that just like afterwards it's the fucking hang Yeah it's such a fun hang. You're, you're a thousand percent right. It is a real fun hang. Yeah. Um, it's like cool people go. Yeah. And I think it's because like the band, PD, just is like a fantastic I went to host. high school with his his pianist, by the way. Oh, word. Yeah. It was crazy. I found out that he moved to New York because he was on PD's Instagram. Word. So I texted him and was like, you fucking live here now? And he was like, yeah, I moved here. Like, I was just at a brewery and this guy comes up and he sees that I'm playing and he fu- now I w- fucking play for him. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> it's a beautiful It's like setup. a real New York story. I Honestly, I could totally see that as a, like a TV show. Yeah, dude. Like like a, like a grand live from the Toronto. But it's also one of those. Oh, you mean a show? I was going to say the story of them meeting. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> that, that like in a... Well, in, I think uh, Petey could be on any TV show. It would be interesting. But like, I, I 100% think, believe that. I think that. like that live show, as I was watching it, I was like, I would watch this. Like a yeah, live band, dude. PD just riffing and fucking around with people, and then he brings up a comic and or does a something. And like yeah. there's, there's, I'm like, there's a show here if, if they ever want to make it. But, just like, yeah, because we, we don't need more just like regular stand up shows. But, yeah. But like some like the the Adam Devine's like house party or shit. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like those ones where it's like friends putting up friends or just yeah. like. I mean, David Spade's doing a good job of putting comics up, too. Oh, it's he, amazing. He, like, what is it, the other day, I wish I remembered her name, but he was just like, I saw this girl at the store, Was it, uh, she was really funny, so I threw her up. Laura Beats? Yes. Or, yeah, she's amazing. Right? She, to me, is one of the funniest comics in L.A., Word. and it's she's so underrated. Like, I, every time I see her, she murders. Like, one time I did a show with her on a tennis court. It was awful. What? Yeah. Everyone was bombing. She came up and destroyed. God she's damn. so good. She's like so she good. She turned the room around. She turned the court or the court around. <laughs> it was incredible. It was incredible. She gave him the backhand. She 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 killed. I was like, yo, you're amazing. So, and her set was so good on spades. Yeah, um, yeah, she's she's great. Uh, the person who helps book the comics is um, the talent coordinator of the store. 
So oh, that's why really? a lot of those comics are store comics. I mean, they're all makes gr- a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, they're the that's where, in my opinion, some of the best comics in the world are. Just hanging out, yeah. trying to get better at stand up, is at the comedy store. Yeah. The um, only one of the only reasons I would want to move to LA is to make that place a home. The store? Yeah, yeah it's a fun place. I mean, I, I don't get to hang out as much there because I'm like, usually, I'm really busy. Yeah. Whenever I'm in LA, like I never get the chance just to hang. But yeah. I've I've had two good nights there. One night I went by myself because I'm I'm friends with Donnell Rawlings. So I saw he was on the oh lineup. nice yeah, yeah. Donnell's he, awesome. He I'm friends with him through some when I was a senior in high school. Some guys found this stand up tape of me where I'm honestly not that great. Yeah, but they put me in a short film and the guy who wrote it. I was in it with you know Malik S. No, I did not. He's uh he opens for um uh fucking god damn it what's his Dio Hewley. Oh when nice. He goes on tour and stuff like that and Cedric the Entertainer and he's like a really funny comic. He was my co-star and the guy who directed it is friends with Donnell makes all of his music videos. So I've met him when he comes through. Nice. So I saw he was there and then Dave Chappelle and John Mayer come up and do two hours. Yeah, that makes sense. The next time I go. I'm taking Christy to do a podcast. I'm hanging out there like during the daytime and talking with people. I was like, this place could be a home. This place is a it. It, it is definitely the most inviting club yeah. that I've ever experienced. Yeah, like, they will let no, New York does out. not have a, a place like that. I feel like the stand is pretty inviting. Now, oh yeah. really? I, I, mean, I mean, I can I can only say what I've seen. I mean, yeah. the, well, the old stand just used to be so small. It's yeah. like you had to be there for a reason. The upstairs like really didn't have like standing space. Kind of, yeah. it was like you were sitting down to eat. Uh, and if you were downstairs, like it was only a showroom. Yeah. But now there's like a stairwell. There's the whole big bar up top. Like you can just go hang. Yeah. I feel like the, the New, New York one. Comedy Club too. You can hang. The East, the East Village one, or the one in the Twenty Fourth Street. Uh, I don't know the one. Like I don't know the address, but there's like one. If it's downtown, it's the Fourth Street one. It's probably East downtown. Village. Okay. Yeah. It's like you have to walk underground. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that one. That one. Yeah, that one. I've hung out at a couple times. Like I felt like no one was like mad that I was there. Yeah. Um, but like the cellar, you you can't you show can't up unless hang. you know somebody. Yeah, I mean I've been to the cellar once, and it's because I knew I was hanging out with a guy who knew two comics for a past, and then we were sitting at a table. Yeah, but I mean I, that being said, if you're hanging yeah. there, it's a great time. It was fun. Like, I was like, it was cool to like, see all the comics who were there. Yeah. Like I just I like being around comics, so yeah. it's like like specific. last time I sat there was with Pockets and Rami. Oh, nice! Sitting down there for like an hour. Rami Yusuf Rami got us for yeah. Oh, dude, he's he the got best. Us some food and he's, he's out here now, but he's he's taping. He's taping his show, months. yeah. Um, oh, you you People's Choice Award getting motherfucker, Rami. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't it Golden Globes? He got nominated? is it Golden Globes or People's Choice? He's doing he's doing shit. Yeah, you fucking beautiful Muslim man. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. This uh, show's great, man. This show is really good. Um. Um, but yeah, have you found consistency? Like going back to your story, have you found a consistency now, at least with like writing or or working? Because you're writing for a show now. Yeah. But that being said, those are also guidelines that you're following. Yeah. Um, I would say no. I have not found consistency. Yeah. I would say. Do that- you ever feel like? Because I think this about myself. Like, have you ever just put minimal effort in something? It turns out amazing, and you're like, if I just fucking try, if I put a thumb of effort yeah. in in anything, I could really be somebody. Yeah, hundred all the time, all the time. I'm like, man, like one time I there was this there's this place in Orange County I used to go up to a lot. Yeah, it's called Bricks, and it was like kind of a show I could just sounds hard. Nah, it was super easy. <laughs> it was like the isn't like the most like the easiest room, and I would go up there and I would just work out material all the time. Yeah, and one time like. I went there and I ate it. And yeah. this old white dude came up to me and he was like, Opie, I've seen you here a million times. You're the funniest comic here. 
you're the best one here. And I was like, ah, oh, thanks, appreciate it. And, he, and then like I was walking away and he stopped me and goes, but when you're not prepared and you're not trying, you don't got it. And it shows. Word. And I was kind of like, who the fuck are you to tell me this? <laughs> Hey, man, I was working out material. This is how he's like, you yeah. know, you can't come up there with your notebook, man. This is a show, and like you're super talented. You have all the tools. I still I, go up on my fucking notebook. I, 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 was, I, I was a little like, yeah. I appreciate what you're trying to tell me, but like everyone goes up with their notebook when they're like trying. And it's also like, this is not yeah. a real show. Yeah. So it's, to me, at, at least, a club, I'd say don't go up with your yeah, fucking yeah. notebook. Unless you're like a big name headliner or whatever yeah. the fuck. But like, at the, this was, in my, in my opinion, like this is my, the room I can work out material. Yeah. So I, I was kind of like, I know what you're saying, but at, he was speaking at a larger point in my life, and I think it hit a, it hit a nerve. So I was kind of yeah. like, thanks, man, I really appreciate it. But <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, I knew he was, I knew what the larger thing message he was telling me, and yeah. I was like, yeah, he's right. And he genuinely had good intentions. He he did. It was not. I did not like. I I can look back at now and be like, oh, that dude was 100 percent right, and yeah. he knows. I mean, I mean, I still have this issue. So he's. Have you ever met this guy Mike Brown while you're out here? No. He's a really great guy, good comic. Uh, him and I, a couple years ago, were in a Sketch 301 class okay. taught by Natasha Vainblatt, and now she's a friend because yeah. I have done shows with her and shit around, um, which is a good feeling in and of itself. But he was in that class with me, oh. and then um, was it Natasha's show or was it the other one? I think it was a. I think it was my 201. I did all the UCB sketch classes. I think it was in my 201. Um, but... He we ended up doing a show called Havana Club because there was a tornado through Cuba, so it was like us and a bunch of Cuban comics. Uh -huh. And Mike hadn't seen me do stand up since that class. Yeah. And also now that I remember, it was my two hundred one. It was the Natasha one. Just in case he's fucking listening to this. <laughs> um, what up, Mike? What's good, boy? <laughs> um, but he hadn't seen me do stand up. But in that class, we both said to each other, like, I do stand. Like, we were the only two stand ups in the sketch class. Yeah. So we bonded over that. But then neither of us had actually seen each other. Yeah. And then we ended up on the same show, and I was murdering with mostly crowd work, like always. I fucking always bail on my material because I'm having so much fun doing crowd work, mm -hmm. which is both an achievement, but it also makes me go into my next show feeling unprepared. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So fucking help from a hypocrite. That's a lesson I learn every single time I do a show, and I fucking never approach it. Like, I never actually sit down and then write it out to feel prepared. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you think it's, like, that energy of feeling unprepared then, like, makes you get into your survival mode? And yeah, that's dude, why it's you're like, so it's like funny people who are addicted work. to procrastination because yeah. they they work good under pressure. Same, work that's, well. that's what I, that's how I am. Yeah. Like, I, um, But that's not healthy. Like, no, in it's reality, not. it's not healthy. No. You found something that worked for you, but to be honest, it's not good. you don't know the stress that you're putting on, your you're, body's uh, a, a finite machine. resource, man. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a machine and you're wearing it down. Like, there's yeah. healthier ways to go about it. If I could go do a big show and not have diarrhea beforehand, I want to do anything I can. Wait, you have a diarrhea before every big show? I have IBS. Because of all the stress? Dude, and... being late to something makes me have to shit my pants. It's, I get stressed. Once I feel so stressed. So this is why you bought new jeans. Because <laughs> I ruined my body. Got it. Yeah, I got it. So now got I was it. like, let me get the nicest quality I can. Because yeah. I salvage, need to take care of it. See, the salvage, the thing is they're going to smell bad anyway. So if yeah. you shit them, it doesn't matter. You ever pop, you pop yours in the freezer to get clean? Oh, yeah. Put the uh, bacon soda next to it. Yeah. Get One the, time the, I actually forgot. I have salvage denim. Uh, yeah. Uh, jean shorts that oh, are actually okay. that I know they're jorts, but these ones are actually kind of cool. Yeah, you know the brand Jean Shop. 
I do, yes. I got shorts from them because they had a sample sale and they're fire. Um, and I put them in the freezer, but I like I legit for two months forgot where they were. Do you know what else is fire? What? Your asshole whenever you were about to Pew 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 That's your that's the sound of you shitting. Ah, <laughs> pew 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 pow pow. <laughs> All right, that's but the that's last so shit funny. Joke, I've told, I I've told people to fucking like there's not a lot of people asking me for advice. Yeah. But I I'm at a point now where like if I like at an open mic or like at a show and there's someone who's like relatively new. Yeah. Like they'll like I've had people ask me yeah. for like questions and shit and I'll just be like yeah, write every day or do a mic and like I I fucking don't go to as many mics because they depress me. Oh, mics here are bad. They're, they're depressing. They're really bad. Here. And I've actually it's something about me. I get so much more out of doing a new joke for an audience. Yeah. That same. I'm like I'm energy. <clears throat> I I do I perform well off of energy, dude. Yeah. So. I mean, I also I like performing in front of comics, specifically comics I don't know, cuz then I get to try out it feels like a crowd. Yeah. Like, cr- the only problem I have with mics out here is like it's 2 minutes. So I don't even Two minutes have, and nobody gives a fuck about No one you. gives a I, I'm fine with that. I actually prefer that. Yeah. It's like, like whenever I do a show, people have to say the credits and whatever, and it's like, oh, this guy's got to be good. And I'm like, no, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm figuring it out still. Yeah. So it's like- I feel like most comedy fans understand that it's like, you know, it's not make or break. Yeah. At most shows. Yeah. I mean, for me now, it's not make or break. I feel like I don't care. Yeah. Any, I'm like, I feel ever since I've gotten some things, I'm like, I don't need to- like worry about bombing in front of the wrong person anymore like i'm okay with that now the problem for me now is just like if these people came out to see people or to see a show i don't want to be like like you were saying the reason i never see comedy again yeah like it to me it's more of like an existential thing i'm like i don't want the, the the show to go bad and then i ruin the show the guy's show for next week and so on and so yeah, on. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to be that person so I, I will try out new stuff in the in the middle, but I always try to open strong and do, close strong. Close strong. Yeah. Um. And like I, I got to get over that hurdle next. I think is just being yeah. like, okay, well, I, I didn't have it tonight. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. But I, the only thing also like when you're on a show and you're doing a new bit and yeah. it's getting laughs, but it's not killing. Yeah. I I bail and I go back, but at least like I got to get. Yeah. Like, like there was this one the, the new bit. I'm not gonna fucking say it, but like I found out that what I thought was funny wasn't it. Yeah. And an ad lib to it was has gotten it. big laughs. That's so and now I get to do that. But I could not have done that at a mic. So, because it was an ad lib off of the energy of the room. Yeah. But so, now that new thing works. That's interesting. Like it's weird that like sometimes the energy of the room will like li- will lie to you about yeah. what works. Like one time I was doing a show and this friend she came to watch and I was doing this newer bit and it didn't work. And then all of a sudden at this one part, there's this huge laugh. And I was like, huh, that was yeah. not where they were supposed to laugh. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she uh, later on came up to me. She was, like, do, uh, she was like, do you remember that one part? And I was like, yeah, well, what, like that was weird, right? She was like, you flipped your hair. And that was really funny, the way you did it in that one moment. See, that's and I was why like, I started what? taping sets. She like, yeah, you flipping your hair at that one moment was so funny. And it was just like in the character of you. I was like, huh. I was like, maybe I got to. And I tried to flip in my hair again. It didn't work. And I was like, I think it was God the energy damn. of the fucking room. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was. It, it's it's always. It, the thing is like to replicate stand up is. I'm always like, like whenever you're writing again or something new, you're just kind of like, how did I do this again? How did yeah. I ever get a laugh? I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone told me that they talked to Joe Rogan and he's like, you never. That feeling never leaves. 
God damn it. I know. <laughs> God damn it. He's I like just want to feel prepared at one fucking leaves. point in my life. I know. Oh, before you get the fuck out of here, because, uh, oh, shit. I mean, you got a date. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, um, a lot of girls in Echo Park would be mad at you saying that. <laughs> yeah. No, you got a date with Destiny. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, Come on. That's it. Because he has a set later. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's um, a set. Let's uh before I put my is that foot what you in call my sex? own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta do a set. I'm gonna do some time. I gotta do a tight five. I gotta do a tight five. <laughs> I was just set last um, night. Oh, she lit me a two. <laughs> it was horrible. Um You know, this is exactly what women think we're talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> this is they're like they're probably they're, they're probably like just like uh somehow equating stand up to sex and we did. And we did it. We, we made it. it. It took 45 50 but we got we, we there. Did, we totally did it. <laughs> so before we fucking end the show here, our final segment What's up? is answering audience questions. Oh, these are people we get them through uh Instagram, email. Okay. Did and, you did, um, they, did they know that it's me? Or do they no, just, no, no. They have no idea who this yeah, is. Yeah, they're just sending in questions Got it. for the podcast. Got it. Um, and I chose two that I thought were good. Um, and I'm going to give you this one. The only thing that I say is that when we give advice, you have to own up when you didn't heed the advice you just gave. Sure. So this one says, I've been dating this girl oh, and no. I really like her. Oh, no. But recently she's been acting really weird. Oh, no. It's early on, but I think she's great. But should I end this now thinking she showed me who she really is? Okay, so I know why you're asking me this question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought it was a good question for you. This is a fantastic question. So I just recently had got, went through the same exact experience, and I did not do the right thing. <laughs> I ignored all the red flags. I uh, made excuses for her and myself. And um, all I will say is respect yourself. Yeah. Like that's a device I did not take myself. I did not respect myself, and um, and your time that was and, a whole and my time and that a was, big trip. Yeah. So I would say this: um, whoever wrote this, I like how you're looking girl, him in the eye. I know. <laughs> I, I, I wish that like I could like this is. I hope this was me in the past, <laughs> like <laughs> like time traveling somehow through e uh, Google you Gmail. Email this to an old email. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, if anything, yeah, just respect yourself. Um, one thing I always do whenever I have a situation with a woman is I write a list and then I uh look at like the cons and the pros and I mean if she showed you her true self, that's her true self. I mean, you don't want to be down the line like six months to a year down and you're like, I knew this was the case. Yeah. 'Cause I and I've done this so many times to myself. Yeah. And I knew and I let them do it. So you yeah. can't even be mad at them at the end of the day because you let them do it. So yeah. don't. Because like, I'd also argue that and this is for she's men doing and the right thing, showing you who she really is. Yeah, this is for men and women. Like whenever someone shows you the, the, their true self, like, and it's like flagrant, yeah. you should like, two flagrants, you should you're out the game. Yeah. So that's like, you know. Sometimes I feel like I don't like that my girlfriend's seen me angry. Yeah. But I'd venture to say that that's like the real, that's like a real version of me. Yeah. That I just don't show a lot of people. Yeah. So she saw that and decides like, yes, I How love everything else about, when I get angry, like yeah. when I'm like, when it's when it's something that is actually deserving of anger. Yeah. Not like, you, for fucking a bit. we're late. Yeah. I'm talking about like, for example, two weeks ago, we were walking through Times Square after seeing a movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, we saw a play, and then we actually had a, another play after that. So we were, like, going to eat dinner, going to go see a second one. 
walking through Times Square, some guy starts yelling behind her. It's a, it's like a, it's a homeless guy. And he's obviously got mental issues, and he was screaming behind Sophia's head, saying uh-huh. like, "Move!" Like fucking move. So what I do is I walk now in front of her. This guy is now next to me. I go, buddy, keep walking. And now he starts following me, spitting in my face as he yells. And so she, it's raining really bad, so she has her hood up. She didn't see this whole thing. That I didn't know in the moment. Uh-huh. Uh, that's important for how I reacted. She didn't see. Uh, and now this guy's like trying to fight me. Mm-hmm. And I keep, I'm just like safely ushering Sophia out of the way because what I'm thinking is this is about to be physical yeah so I'm gonna get her out of harm's way so what she does she stands sees what is happening and then stands there oh shit as this guy and now I'm thinking I'm about to get fucking hit in the face because she's standing there so I go like I go I like move like I give her a little gesture and I like walk and then on the third one, I was like, walk, fucking walk. And yeah. I yelled at her. Oh. And then, but but to her, I just yelled. yelled at she her, didn't yeah. see what happened. Yeah. It's all about perspective. Yeah. And so yeah. then afterwards, we had a big fight about the fact that, like, technically from what happened, she put me in harm's way when I was trying yeah. to get her out. And then she didn't understand what she did wrong. Yeah. And she wanted the, converse, the argument to end. And I wanted it to, too. But then I was like, my thing with arguments is... I don't want to waste my time. Please learn something from what we argued about yeah. so that next time this isn't a thing. Um, so this was your email you sent? Yeah, this is what I, I sent her an email the, after. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wanna, I'm going to have Opie answer this question. <laughs> Should I break up with my girlfriend? I uh, said this. Don't don't break up with her. I but think, it's uh, like, but like, when someone shows you their, their, your true self, it's yeah. either it's either you realize that's not going to work for you, yes. or you're like, I can work with this part if yes. I love every other part of this person. Yes, I think that is if if you are okay with this, then keep going. If you do not like this, and it sounds like you don't because you actually typed words into a computer and then sent it to yeah. a podcast, then it sounds like you you should end. This. You need some help. Yeah, I would I would I would I would I would dead that. What I love is in all the past podcasts, we're like answering questions that I feel like you could just ask the homies. Yeah. But they really, I feel like you just, you want an outside eye. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I mean. God damn. Yeah. Buddy, we got to get you out of here. So we're going to answer one more question and get you the hell out of here. Let's do it. Yeah. Because you have to go do that uh, I got a set. (laughs) (laughs) I got a set. So my friend keeps making jokes that are wildly inappropriate. I don't know how to tell him that the jokes aren't funny or ironic. They seem to actually just show what he really thinks. Oh, no. How do I tell him to cool it? Oh, no. Do you know what you could do? Do you know what you could do? Punch your friend. No. Um, uh, I would record him. Oh, and then then show him how stupid they sound? And I would play him back to him. Yo, I would I would record it and then I'd play it back to him and be like, "How would you record it? Are you putting phone in your in your shirt pocket? Phone, phone out. You know, I mean, you may want to be in a state where that's legal. You oh, know? word. Um, but I don't know where you are. Where I don't know what the laws are. But yeah. you know, if if, if you're going to delete it, you know, just be like, um, like I this would, is strictly just this to is show strictly, him. not yeah, blackmail, not, not the blackmail. Don't do that. Don't don't cancel your friend. That's that's whack. Yeah, but like. I would record because, like, I, I I would want someone to do that to me if I'm just like yeah. saying like some flagrant shit and it's not funny ever. 
But um, I feel like that's the same as uh, doing a set and then yeah. thinking you killed and you're like, you watch, you're like, oh, I, yeah. I killed on a lot of hacky yeah. shit. Yeah, or it wasn't even like the last word as loud as I thought they were. Yeah. So it's just like, he might think he's like really, really funny. And maybe maybe you, you first sit him down before you do the recording thing. Be like, hey, like some of these things you're saying are kind of weird. Uh, don't ever, like, as long as you don't come at him like, hey, you idiot, stop saying yeah. this shit. Just be like, yo, as a homie, this is kind of weird that you're saying yeah. this. Uh, can you chill on this? And if they don't want to, then I would record it and play it back to him. Be like, this is how you sound when yeah. you talk. And specifically if they're doing it in a group full of people. Yeah. Like, play them how many times their jokes with. And oh then they'll be like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, it's it's probably a self awareness thing he's probably having, dude. I'm gonna own up. When I read this, I was like, I'm I'm glad someone asked this because I I still kind of do this. I did it right before the podcast started with uh with Leif. I was telling a joke, and it's just like it's really off color or it's like mad inappropriate. It's problematic. Yeah. But to me, if it's a close friend, yeah. What you, I'm thinking is you're gonna know this is funny because I obviously don't, don't believe think this. that. Yeah. But if but a close like, friend thinks you believe that, then that's even yeah. weirder. But like, if the, how many times you tell these kind of jokes, yeah. like the, the frequency of them, then it starts to be like, he he thinks this is funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I don't know. If, if it's like a white dude saying like the n word, I mean, yeah. I mean, fucking cut it off. Yeah. I mean, you gotta make sure he's actually like what race he is. <laughs> that's another. <laughs> that's another life story. That's another story. <laughs> Another story uh, for another time. Another time. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would like talk to him. Don't call him out. Calling him out is the worst. Talk to him. Yeah, people don't like, really learn from being called no, out. You get no. defensive. You get super defensive. And there actually is a lot of books about that, like a lot of research. Oh, you know you. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> but you got fucking. You Do you know what's funny? On. Do you know what's funny? Is like a girl called me, like the girl that like was like a lot of red flags. She called me toxic recently. So oh. she was like, "You're a very toxic male." I'm like, "I don't feel like I'm toxic." And she goes, Damn. why don't you feel like you're toxic? I'm like, because I read. <laughs> that was my whole rationale. I was like, I read. And then the thing is, I don't even read. You I don't even read. Face. I, I was like, maybe I am toxic. Damn. I just started reading, and now I, I know just started how reading smart again. Smart. I, I mean, I've been reading. reading for the past year, but I read like short story collections, yeah. which seems like I'm cheating. All I read are mangas and Twitter and Twitter time timelines. That's it. Yeah. But it's like I was like, I gotta read again. Like I like you can't be like, yo, I'm not toxic. I read and you don't read. So I bought two books. And I've been reading them. Hell yeah. <laughs> I bought two books bought and the library's starting, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the library got concerned. They're like, what are you doing? Shit. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to say, you got you to tell your friend. You got to tell your tell friend. Tell your friend that, that uh, to cool it. Because if you're a friend. You need examples. Or you need to kind of have an intervention type thing where like, yeah. your group of friends says, fucking. Because a real homie out. would tell him, like, yo, bro, like, like my friends, that's what I like about them, will tell me when I'm being flagrant. And yeah. you need those people in your life. So, yeah. Yeah. You need people to call you out. Yeah. N call it with love. With love, yeah, because we actually just told you not to full on call yeah. him out, but just point out what's not working. Exactly. So, or yeah. write him better jokes. Are you yeah, comedian? or just be better. If you're a comedian, write him some jokes. Look at that. Help yeah. your friend out. Yeah. He like has an index card for when he's talking to people <laughs> in <laughs> day to day life. He goes through a, a deck. Oh, but let's get you the fuck out of here. You got a right. set. Yeah, I got a set. <laughs> Opie, I got tell him where to find you. Uh, swanky Opie. I'm gonna change it soon, but Swanky Opie. Big moves. O P E Y. Um. Yeah, that's that's the place to find me. You're on gonna Instagram. spell Opie and not Swanky. Oh, they know how to spell Swanky. 
All right. Do you you're, not know how to spell swanky people? You're putting a lot of trust in these people. <laughs> Yo, if you don't know how to spell swanky, I don't want you to follow me. <laughs> you're gonna lose ten followers <laughs> from this. Let's let's see how 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 dedicated you are to learning how to spell swanky. <laughs> you fucking idiot. And with that, fucking see you next week, Daddyo. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Opie. Peace. Peace gang, and love. fucking gang. Help from a hypocrite. Bye. 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 I'm loving it. <laughs> Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.